Happy Friday, guys, and welcome to another episode of Let's Talk Dubs. I'm your host, Bill T. I don't want to say it, but I will. Two weeks left until one crazy weekend's poker run, car show, and strip cruise here in Las Vegas at the Orleans Hotel Casino. It's going to be October 7th and 8th, brought to you by Finley Volkswagen at the Valley Auto Mall. Other sponsors are The Wagon, Sunkiss Graphics, Nevada Off-Road Buggy, Damn Volks, VW Trends Magazine, and Ross Wolf. We're looking forward to having a great time out here with all you guys coming to visit. There's a ton of rooms pre-sold man so i'm kind of jelly that i'm not staying at the hotel i might end up crashing at the hotel because there's a ton of people there and they're here to kick it it's gonna be a great weekend i am so stoked today i just went and picked up the limo bus Last year we had the limo bug. This year we're gonna have the limo bus here. It is a classic 1956 VW bus. Two buses stretched together, extended about three feet. The back half is a combi sunroof and the front half is a walkthrough. So totally legit, super stoked to get this thing. Bring it back home to Vegas. It was built in in the late 60s. It was built by Warren Stevens from the Beetle Barn, my good buddy Justin's dad, and it was their family vacation vehicle. I'm excited to get it back here to Vegas. Super stoked to have it at the One Crazy Weekend. For all you guys to check out, get your pictures taken with it, just bringing something new and adding some flavor back into the scene, a little something exciting to see. There's gonna be some cool cars on display inside the hotel and casino, as well as the camaraderie and friendship that you are going to make with all the VW people that are gonna be there at One Crazy Weekend. And so I'm super excited, really pumped about this. It's going to be a massive turnout. So make sure you get down here so you get to be a part of that. You get to be a part of the huge strip cruise that everybody's going to go on. That's going to be a good time. There's levels of excitement that are unmatched over here in Sin City here. The city lights, it's crazy. It's going to be a good time. So I'm super excited about that. I want to remind you guys to support our sponsors VW Trends Magazine, a magazine for the people, by the people, back on the VW scene after a long hiatus. VW Trends Magazine is back, a quarterly magazine at this point in time, bringing some of the tightest features and some really good how-tos, as well as a little bit of water pumper flavor in there for your viewing pleasure. It's a fantastic magazine, high quality, great page count, and lots and lots of content. So make sure you guys check it out. You want to subscribe at vwtrendsmagazine.com. Ross Wolf, you want high quality parts that are made by enthusiasts for enthusiasts, tired of getting that junk off the shelf? Well, check out Ross Wolf. Go to their website. They've got a wide variety of sweet jewelry for your engine compartment, high quality, high performance parts that are built to last. Some of the things that they have out right now, check out their distributor clamps. You guys have seen it before, aftermarket distributor clamps that are cheesy and won't stay tight or ones that are bulky or incorrectly pinched, or even clamps with gimmicky timing marks that are useless. Ross Wolf has solved the problem. They've built a simple, attractive, and functional distributor clamp that won't fail. Simply put, the Ross Wolf distributor clamp is the finest available and most reliable way to secure your distributor. They use T6061 aluminum that's as strong as structural steel, and they engineer the unit to clamp evenly across the surface. Ross Wolf has clamps for type one, type two engines, as well as type three, even a clamp for running an MSD style distributor on type threes and type fours. So go check them out at rosswolf.com. Don't forget to tell them Let's Talk Dubs sent you. Ross Wolf, purveyors of speed and style. Today's podcast is about street racing. There's a lot of guys out there that race, a lot of guys at the track. Some of the guys that are the real fast ones, you might not see at the Buggins. You might see them on YouTube on some of the no prep street king stuff, things where guys are out there, Texas 2K, all kind of stuff where guys are out there and just putting money up and running eighth mile on the street or thousand feet. It depends, but 
our next guest, I'm sure you've heard of uh, Johnny Osmondson. And so he's been doing big things out there. He's got uh, a gray primer turbo bug that's faster than fast and he's running big time. So uh, I gr- tracked him down, got him on the podcast and we get the whole breakdown. He's totally up front, lets us know all about it. There was some drama just recently where he went on a TV show and things didn't pan out and they were kind of tripping a little bit. But um, it's a great podcast. I mean, this dude's doing fast things on the street. He's got a pretty dope street car as well. Um, good dude, hardcore VW street racer. And uh, more passes on the street than he has on the track. But it's definitely a great listen. You get a lot of technical information. And really kind of the, the guts on how to build a fast street rocket like this dude's got. It is no joke. And uh, it's a serious contender out there on the uh, no prep street racing scene so you guys should check it out uh you're gonna definitely love it i'll put a link in the description of the podcast with a bunch of pictures and whatnot that'll go on the blog page so you can just click that link and check out some of the videos and information that's going to be on that we discussed during the podcast so look down in the description click on the link and you guys will go right to the web page that's got it done so uh, without any further ado guys let's get into it this week with johnny osmondson no prep street king, fa- maybe one of the fastest Volkswagens on the street today on Let's Talk Dubs. You probably don't know that there's a new Volkswagen out that doesn't look like a Volkswagen. Okay, everybody, so on today's show, if you've been anywhere on the internet, you know that not all fast bugs are at the bug ends. Not all fast bugs, you're going to see at all the VW events. There's a whole subculture of a street racing scene that's out there, and if you're following any of it, and you're watching this stuff on 1320 videos, or Battle at the Border, or some of the Texas 2K stuff, you for sure have seen our guest today on, on the podcast. We've got Johnny Osmondson, and he's out of Tucson, Arizona. And you may know him from the primered bug that's running nitro turbo that's faster than crap. And he's been kicking butt all over the street. So, Johnny, welcome to the podcast. Thank you. Pleasure to be here. Hey, so, you know, we know that, uh, so you've got a blue 65 street bug that had a a unique right-hand drive street bug that was built um, and finished and, and really had a super nice turbo setup on it that was pretty unique that some people may know you from that. But a lot of the guys that are following and what's interesting is a lot of vw guys don't necessarily follow the v8 world of drag racing where really the heavy competition's at you know what i mean and so yes, we're gonna get into the gray bug and and there's a lot of people that know who you are but there's a lot of people that we're gonna introduce you to but we always start the podcast the same way what's your vw story and how did you get into volkswagens uh, basically 14 years old uh, sorry Training 15, got my first bug, which was a gray one. Um, it was basically a 1641 dual port, just a, a rusted out beetle, and um, started driving it around. Ended up putting a 1915 in it, thought it was fast, and uh, just sort of snowballed from there. Um, it's been every iteration of a race car. It's been a nitrous two liter. It's been multiple turbo configurations to what it is now. And now the blue car. So you got you got into it when you're 14. How old are you now? Uh, 35. 
So that was a few years ago. And so you got this bug, you got the 62 bug, you built it for a little bit. And then do you take a hiatus from the VW scene for a little bit? Are you always in the scene or Uh, do you do like the life happens thing? No, no, I've always been in the VWs. Actually the 62 got parked for a while, about 10 years. Um, just sat and collected, uh, collected more rust. I ended up coming across the 65 and, um, basically it was a beautiful car when I got it, uh, hidden, a lot of rust hidden by Bondo. Um, basically when we found all the cancer, uh, Levi Weir over at Pan Drivers just said, bring the damn thing down. So we stripped it down, bare metal, replaced everything, heater channels, floor pans, the whole nine, um, full paint job. Everything was done there. We converted it to right hand drive. It was actually a factory, uh, American car. Mm-hmm. Um, I built the motor myself. It's a 1915 draw through setup. We did a 48 Italian IDA on it just to be a little bit different. And, uh, man, we drive the hell out of that car. It's been, it's been all over the place. And that thing's a super slick looking setup. And you guys will see, if you click on the link in the podcast description, you'll see a link to the photographs that I've got of that engine setup on there. And it's pretty slick. You know, it looks like the old, uh, the old supercharger, the Dick Landy, where it had the, the carburetor sitting way up above the deck. And this thing stands up pretty tall, but it's got, and that's kind of one of the things that I'm really drawn to, right? Like people that put their own signature on a car that make like, Hey, remember the car, the turbo car with the single 48? Like, that's what I remember about seeing that car. Like that stood out to me. And what's the setup on that thing? And is that, is that car built? Cause that's your painted finished car per se. Oh, it, dude, we drive the, like we drive the hell out of that car. Like, I, I, I have, we have videos of that thing, like racing stoplight to stoplight. I mean, it's a 1915, uh, German crank that's balanced. It's got German rods with ARP bolts, and basically we got forged pistons that are balanced. Um, one tank cam. There's no magic to it at all, dude. Hemi cut, factory heads, uh, single high rev springs, and uh, one two five to one rockers, and it lives. I probably have maybe eight to ten thousand hard miles on that car that so, are proven. I mean, like everybody knows it. When you say factory German heads, you're talking stock valve sizes. Oh yeah, yeah. We didn't we didn't change it. We did a valve job, and then I uh, did better guides. And, and slash it back together with stainless steel valves. I mean, there's like I said, there's really no magic to it. Yeah, I mean, well, it's a force induction car, right? So just shove it, shove it down its yes, throat, sir. right? So yes, sir. Well, how many pounds of boost are you run on that dude? Uh, ten to twelve. I mean, it's on wastegate pressure, no no boost controller. And I mean, uh, we took it to Bulgarama in 2019, and it ran like a 12.5, uh, damn near 100 mile an hour, and it was it was impressive because we didn't expect that number. And then I turned right around and drove it back to Tucson, Arizona, with no issue at all. Now this was the Bulgarama in Phoenix. Yes, sir. Nice. I should have went to that one, man, because that was close enough for me. But we, you know, everything was happening at that time, and and I think there was there was conflicting schedules. But uh, yeah, I mean, to run a twelve five, and is that topped out in third gear? Are you using all four all four gears? Uh, in that? It was topped out in third because it's got a three eighty eight ring and pinion with an O eighty two O eighty two four, and I mean it's got it's got gears for days. So it probably would have been a bit faster with a with a good transaxle. But it's just a cruiser, man. We don't we don't really. We don't want to beat on it, but I mean, I'm a child when it comes down to it. Anytime I get behind the wheel, I'm, my foot's through the floorboard. As soon as, you, as soon as you taste that boost, it's like it's on. Yes, sir. So yeah, I know. I had I had a '65. Um, I had a '65 that or '66 that I had a turbo, a, a draw through like an old Turbo City kit on it with a side draft, and there's just something super fun. I mean, other than the, they take a little bit to start, right? Other than that. Yeah you know, with a side draft anyway. But other than that, man, they're just fun, man. And I think I had the same setup in my car, 1914. And, you know, it had, it had that single 40, I think it was a 40 side draft and it it would just pull, pull nice. And, um, I mean, something about turbo cars on the street, man, you know, especially if, 
you're not trying to keep it under the deck lid, then you can have all the fun you want. Let everything hang out the back, and uh, and they're just they're just a good time. So you build this car, and you get it done. You drive it around a bunch. You take it to a bunch of shows. And then your gray car sitting, what gets, I mean, to, to go from the gray car, just being like your street beater back in the day, your, your OG ride, what's the genesis of how you just go down this road of no return for this monster drag car? So basically, um, I pieced together a 2332, um, now is this all used not, parts, like all stuff? Uh, yeah, I mean, a, a new crank and then like a new set of rods, but I basically I got a new set of heads and, uh, you know, a used magnesium case that was already, you know, clearance for a bigger stroke and whatnot. So we threw it together. And then um, I had a, I worked at Churco VW at the time. So we came across the sand, uh, transaxle of a wrecked sand car. And we said to hell with it. We cut the front end off the car. We, uh, we put it together on the street and it was a, it was a decent, like a low 11 second car. I was driving it to work every day. I, I had a blast with that thing. Big old turbo hanging out the back. Same setup. I had a DCOE uh, uh, 45, yeah. I believe it was, Weber Carb on there. And, I mean, um, basically just beat the hell out of it. We'd blow it up, put bearings in it every couple weekends. And, and it was a fun car um, until we went to a couple races. We uh, we had a boost. Uh, the wastegate actually stuck gut and made a ton of boost. And we ended up uh, doing very well not knowing the car was hurt. And uh, that's what started it for me 110% was um, I've always been a VW guy and I've always liked them fast. But. When, uh, when we got down into the 10-second territory with the car and we were putting it on the street and messing with all these guys out here is when we started taking it a little more serious. Now, when you say mess with the guys out there, were you doing – were you like at the street races or you were doing like cash yes. races or, or what was what – was So we've always we've always been into the street racing, you know, go around and meet up and go out in the middle of nowhere and race. But uh, when, uh, when the car started getting faster, I got invited out to a couple of the cash days uh, locally here, like Arizona, Southern California. And um, – it, it was a good time. We were getting our asses handed to us. I'm sorry if I cussed. We were getting no, no, spanked no. Um, with, with a low horsepower motor. We were maybe making 300 at the time. And um, I, I decided to take a step back. I kept blowing transmissions up, and I got tied in with uh, Rick Stanchfield out here in uh, Phoenix, and he built me a good box. And uh, I pulled the motor bar apart the last time, uh, invested the money. We upgraded the turbo kit, um, started throwing a lot of boost to it, and then um, basically it just snowballed from there. Now – so the original setup that you had when you started getting like notice and you were right around that 10 second mark, you're running 300 horse on that, on the previous 2332 setup, the kind of beg borrowed and steeled, right? Yes, pretty much. Yes. So at this point now, this is, this car has been back half. Uh, this car's back half now. That was actually just recent. So up until, uh, February of this year, um, it was a factory torsion housing. I had, I had swayway torsion bars in it. Uh, me and Levi over at Panjagas, we built a set of kicked up, uh, spring plates and I had Viking double adjustable shocks on the rear and the car went into the 540s with a stock, I mean, essentially a stock rear suspension just really? with a good set of shocks. Yes, sir. Um, it used to have a one piece front clip, aluminum beam. Uh, we've since done away with that. We put the original OG steel front end back on it, steel beam. We've added a couple hundred pounds to the car and it's progressively gotten faster. So. When so now you decide you're gonna do you're going from the twenty three thirty two, I'm sure you've got a couple a couple secrets up your sleeve or some things maybe oh, you no. disclose. I I will tell everything that's in it. I have no I have no secrets here. If you want to know, feel yeah. Free so to so when you tear it down, I mean that's a big like you completely redo the whole thing. You go Mendy box. You go yep. You ch- you go you change fuel. You do everything. Walk me through the whole new setup that's in the car to make uh, it what it so, is today. 
so we were uh we were racing we were going out every weekend and uh trying to like you know get more involved in the street racing scene like i said a uh, cash day style stuff out here on the west coast and now, uh for we the, were blown well, up well, pause one second Sorry. for those guys that don't know about cash days tell me give me a summary uh, of what cash days is all about basically what it is it's a bunch of guys with uh more balls than common sense and we take cars that i mean most of the eight cars are thousand horsepower plus it's eighth mile on the street flashlight start and basically what it is is everybody will put in anywhere from 250 to $500, whatever it may be at the time. Uh, every car puts it in the pot. On average, it's 20 to 32 cars. And, uh, winner take all, man, last car standing, uh, you draw, you draw chips out of a hat and, um, you pair up with who you pair up with and last one standing gets the cash. Really? And, and now because you're in an eighth mile is, are you more competitive? Like can a 700 horsepower car run with a thousand horsepower car because of where gearing is at and stuff like that? Absolutely. Every day of the week. So we actually, uh, we actually found that with the you know traditional Volkswagen thinking of, uh, of the tall, you know, short boxes, short gear ratios, it, it doesn't work on the street, man. We, uh, our, our gearbox actually, we have a very, very tall, uh, very long first and second. And, um, I mean, our third and fourth are, are a lot closer to what you would see on a drag box, you know, for an NA car, but, uh, we're running 388 ring opinion. We do have a Mendiola TD in there now. Uh, that's thanks to, um, that's thanks to Jeremy Owens out on the East coast. He actually, uh, He's the reason the cars progressed as far as it has. We can get into that later, but uh, basically, um, yeah, the cash day stuff, dude. It's it's been a blast. We've uh, we've won two that we've gone to like two full cash days. So I mean, you, we, we you took first place in the cash days, like out of thirty two cars you finished top. Uh, out, out of eighteen cars on one, and out of I believe it was like twenty through twenty four on the other one, we took top, and the cars stayed together and did what it was supposed to do. Um, you know as well as anybody, these Volkswagens are temperamental, and, oh, and yeah. when we're ringing them, we're spinning this car, you know. 9,500, 10,000 RPM, and it's just, uh, it, it's wearing and tearing parts, man. So it's just basically, if we can get it to live, we're very competitive. Now, so you go with a Mendy box, and then you decide, I'm done with the 2332 motor. What's the new setup? Okay, so um, the we, we, we actually ran a Type 1 gearbox with our new motor. Um, our new motor makes upwards of 700. We have, uh, that's on a hub dyno at Phoenix Elevation. Um, and I mean, we've, we've multiple passes on that. So we were running a type one gearbox, like I said, built by Rick and, uh, we would get, you know, 20, 30 passes out of it. We'd have to replace a main shaft or, you know, all that crap. So we ended up switching to the, to the Mendiola. And then, um, my new current setup is an autocraft three piece case. It's got a, a good steel crank in it. It's got potter rods, um, running gib tech. Um, Jeremy put me in touch with a, a set of pistons he had made their, uh, gib tech custom billet piston. Um, basically it's got a, it's got a potter cam in it tool steel lifters uh we have a set of ported comp eliminator heads that are worked over like crazy um titanium valves you know we're running the good psi springs and uh we're running a potter dry sump setup on it basically like i said we just got this motor we throw a lot of boost to it we spin the hell out of it and you changed fuel on this car yes sir so now our current setup we're running e98 it's uh 98 ethanol two percent methanol we haven't gone full methanol yet because a lot of the a lot of the guys kind of I mean it's it's leaning that way on the street, but for a lot of the time people would complain about it. They would complain about the bug in general because like, oh, it's so light, it's unfair right. advantage, it's this, it's that. But we're still a four speed dude. Like these guys have automatic power glides, they're like go of a button and the car damn near drives itself. So right. like yeah, so we're our next swap is a Holly EFI setup. We're gonna go straight methanol and, and see if we can keep progressing. So now when you jump from fuel, like regular fuel, to the E98, is E98 is not a pump gas, not available on the pump, right? It's a race fuel. 
Yeah, it's, it's uh, made by a company called Ignite Fuels, and um, basically it's, a, it's just a straight ethanol blend with a 2% methanol is what they tell us. It's out of a, we buy it by the 55-gallon drum. Um, I was happy to get away from gas because I used to run on a what's called Q16. It's an oxygenated 116-octane uh, fuel, which was great for power, but it, that heat, man, we would make an eighth-mile pass. And, I mean, the cylinder has to be baking. We'd have to cool it down and everything else. Uh, the ethanol was definitely the smart choice. It keeps the car a lot cooler, and it just uh, it's repeatable. Like, we don't have as much cool-down time between rounds. Because on the street, we don't have – it's like it's not like the track. So, basically, once the cars run on the first, you know, a few passes, we come back. If you're still going to the next round, you draw your chips out of a hat. And, like, I got fans on my stuff. I got a generator on the battery. So, like, I have to cool my car down between rounds where some of the V8 cars, they don't have to do that. They, they just pull right back up to the line, and they're ready to rock and roll. Right. And this and this car has got so this has got a it's carbureted or injected now. Oh, uh, this one's carbureted still. So uh, uh, Kevin Van Noy, uh, CSU carburetors out of California. Um, he I, I was draw through for a lot of years, and um, I was talking with a couple buddies about going blow through, and I got a hold of Kevin, and uh, he was intrigued. I told him what the car did, what horsepower wise, and he'd seen my car. We'd actually been at a couple races together. And, uh, he was like, "Hell, I'm in." So he actually uh, custom built me the carburetor that's on it. It's uh, based on a. 850 CFM Holly worked through by him and his guys at CSU. And it's been phenomenal. Like going blow through has changed. Um, honestly, reliability, like we were having a lot of backfire issues, blowing intakes off of it uh, with the draw through and uh, the horsepower gain and the repeatability going blow through has been phenomenal. I'm surprised that, that looking at the motor, there's no cooling system on there. And I'm assuming that's got to do everything with the E98. So you're running, you're running no pulley system on this, no cooling system whatsoever, and you're able to get a pass out of it and not and not overheat the thing. What do you, what kind of cylinder head temps are you running with this thing running on the E98 after a pass? Um, honestly, I, I'm not gonna. I've, I've never been able to get out of the car after a pass and check the cylinder heads. Um, honestly, like I don't I don't have an answer for you. I know sure. before it would be detonating and pinging at the end uh, when I was on fuel, when I was on gas, and um, basically I'd have to tow it back. Now I can make a. I can make a 35, 40 pound boost, hit eighth mile, uh, full, full bore, turn the car around, drive it back to the trailer and shut it off without an issue. And then with this, with running this, this, uh, blow through setup, you were able to turn the boost up quite a bit from the draw through. No, no, I can run the same boost I did with draw through, but it's, it's a lot more efficient. Uh, we actually, uh, we were running a 7875, uh, billet wheel turbo when it was draw through, which is big. It's a T4 base. Uh, exhaust housing and all that. So we actually had to go to a smaller turbo and made more power going blow through. Um, it's just the, the, the way it cools the charge. You don't have as much, uh, charge fuel and air in the intakes and everything else that like, cause you know, spinning them that high or like if you get rev limiter too long, it'll actually, you know, introduce a, a, a valve hangs open a little too long, something like that. You'll blow a damn intake off of it. And a lot of the pro turbo guys, everybody's been there, like the fatigue on aluminum, if you get a crack. Sucks air, leans out, pops an intake off of it. All those issues have been gone. Like I would have that problem, you know, once every two to three races, I'd have an, in, an intake issue. And since I've gone blow through, that that problem's gone. Now, how much more consumption in fuel are you doing? I mean, I, I'm assuming since you go with the with the methanol, it's kind of like you're over boosting, or not over boosting, but I mean, you've got to richen it up quite a bit. Uh, yeah. So we actually run um. Our fuel system is, uh, we run Aeromotive A1000 pump up front. We got a boost reference billet Aeromotive regulator. And, uh, basically what that is, is we set the, 
we got dash 10 lines front uh, eight return on the fuel system. So it's like, uh, it's got more volume than it needs for the horsepower we're running. And basically, um, it, it, it multiplies. So we set the carburetor at four and a half to five PSI, uh, base. And then I don't know if you're familiar with boost reference regulator, but for every pound of boost, it adds, uh, a pound of pressure, uh, over the, over the base four and a half to five. So if I make 30 pounds of boost, we're making 35 pounds of fuel pressure at the carburetor to ensure that we don't lean out. Oh, so is, and is this mechanical or digital? Uh, this is all, uh, electric, uh, it's electric fuel pump, um, mechanical but, boost reference regular. Yes. But it's very, it's a variable, very, it sends a variable signal to it that increases fuel pressure. Yeah. So it basically pulls, uh, a, it basically gets a boost signal from under the carburetor. So as the pressure in the intake rises, mm-hmm. so does the fuel pressure to compensate. Nice. And then compared to using to compared to running gas in the same pass are you using double the amount of fuel? Oh, we use about uh, probably a gallon, uh, maybe just a little over each pass. And we got a two, <laughs> yeah, we got a two and a half gallon fuel cell up front. And uh, I mean, the consumption, like I said, the, the E98, it's, it's, uh, it's a high volume deal. So we're thinking once we switch methanol, we're probably going to end up putting a five gallon fuel cell up front just to make sure we got enough. Now with this, with this current setup in this car, with the with the, well, I'm, I'm I'm thinking about 46 different things now because I'm because I'm looking at this. <laughs> Sorry, you, you've no, it's okay. It's, 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 I'm just looking at because I'm looking at pictures of your car and uh, as we're talking, and you're now running mostly eighth mile, right? I mean, like all the street stuff's all eighth mile. I mean, a lot of it for safety and be, you know, with the fast four cartel podcast that I've done and really digging deep in the eighth mile. Eighth mile really has a big difference when it comes down to driver and cutting a light, like makes the biggest exactly. difference in an eighth mile. Well, that's the hardest part for us to be competitive with the, with a lot of the V8 cars we race because we have to launch correctly. I, I don't run wheelie bars. I don't have clutch management. Um, a lot of the guys in the VW world kind of like shun or look at you weird for that, but I don't run any sort of, uh, hydraulic clutch assist or like Luma steel slipper or anything like that. Like, uh, I got a Kennedy's window. So basically it comes down to me being able to launch the car correctly and shift it, which is why we went with the Mendiola. We did a face braided gear. We did a vertigate shifter. Because missing gears is the worst part for us. But yes, eighth mile takes a lot of the error out of it. Quarter mile, especially with cars like ours, um, we can make it up on the back end. And I can run them down on a thousand foot because when my car gets third gear, it, it pulls like a freight train. So it, it, it does make it a little more of a driver's race eighth mile. So quarter mile, what's that? what do you think that car runs now? Have you ran it quarter mile? Um, so two years ago in Tucson at our elevation, um, this was a type one gearbox. It went 890 at 156. Um, that was on around like 28 pounds of boost. And, um, but that was the last time we ran quarter mile. Um, I, I would venture to say we, we shaved quite a bit off of it. Um, I'll probably do that this year before the end of the year, get a track and run a full quarter mile pass to see where it's at. But I gotta, I gotta update some, some tech things to make it track legal. Cause I was gonna say, I, I would think at the eighth mile, it's probably a lot more hairball at the end of a quarter than the eighth because of the speed you're running. Yeah, yes and no. So at the track events running eighth mile, it's, it's rock solid, no issues. Um, on the street, like, so most of our stuff is no prep. I love the water burnout. Like we can find a dirty road somewhere and my car will go A to B because obviously our weight bias and suspension setup and whatnot. But, uh, basically like, um, when they prep the road, they have a stuff called, uh, it's a, it's called prep. It's like a VHG MEK mixture. It's like a glue. They'll spray down. Do the burnout, just like a, just like a drag strip prep on the road, right. but it's not as good. So a lot of the times when you're doing 130, 135 miles an hour at the top of the eighth mile, it, it's pretty sketchy 
manageable. Like I, I, I've only been in two situations out of probably a hundred passes on the street where um, I was like, shit, this is going to go bad. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, it's, it's not, it's, it's been, uh, it's been fun. I, I actually, the reason I got tied in with a lot of the cartel guys and the and more of the VW industry was I put a post up on Facebook. We were doing a race in Southern California. And I said, if you guys got any cars that run in the, uh, 550, 540 area, like come out and play. We love that more VWs out here. And, uh, for, for the most part, everybody lost their minds. They said, there's no way in hell you can't do that. You can't run those times. It's not possible. You don't have wheelie bars. You don't have this. You're on the street. And it was all the naysayers. This is before I knew everybody. Like, uh, I, I have a, and, um, we, we started talking and I, like I said, I don't hide anything about my car, my setup, horsepower, whatever. Like we, I started sharing videos and showing these guys and we have what we call a draggy. And that's what uh, basically stimulates a track. Uh, it's not 100% accurate, but uh, ET was within a few tenths, and the mile per hour is always on point. So it'll kind of give us a rough estimate of what we're running. And um, it, it's kind of funny because at first I was, uh, no way that ever is going to happen. So what are you doing? What's your setup? How are you doing this? And it's it's been great. Like I said, we're going to make it out to a couple of the cartel events. I can't wait to get out there. Jeff and I have very welcoming. And especially with advice and help, I mean – we were doing this by ourselves for a while, and uh, now with a lot of the support of the of the industry, I mean, it's been a lot easier on parts and and uh, just getting ourselves out there. Yeah, and you know, it's interesting. I, I just did a podcast with a guy, Kenny Fitzer, and he's he's building uh, that wide body bus. That I don't know if you're on Instagram, you've seen the wide body yep. bus they're doing. Like, and he's just doing a phenomenal job. I interviewed him a couple weeks ago, and. Um, he's doing something that's so different and he comes from like the V8 world, right? Or like the, the regular American car world or import car world when it's like he looks for some sponsorship. It's like no big deal. They just start dropping stuff his way. And then yep. I, we were, I was kind of laughing with him and said, so how's the VW world been with that? And it's just been like, yeah, no. Like, the, you know, everybody's not, they don't have the vision to see where it's at. And so what's interesting to me is, the popularity that you have in like the 1320 world and stuff like that compared to the VW world, right? Like, so you start talking to the guys in the VWs and you've got this banger car and they're like, no way. No. And you're like, well, you know, here's just a couple of videos that have tons and tons of views on them that I've been doing this stuff for, you know, a year plus, you know, longer than that of doing just having this bug and working it up and going out to like competitive street racing because it seems that the VW world just kind of, the whole drag thing has been kind of shrinking a little bit and the guys that love drag racing a ton end up going like NHRA events or all kinds of other events because there's just not enough VW events out there. But I think, you know, now with the technology, I mean, how, how many with your car, how many passes are you getting before a teardown on, on your setup that would like motor? So I have, I think roughly on my, my current setup right now, I have like 60 passes on it. And, uh, I just pulled the cylinder heads off and went through everything because we actually had a, uh, uh, lifter failure. Um, the collar of the lifter broke and I heard a little valve train noise, shut it down, which is not, I still don't know why it happened. Um, I've had advice from guys like Doug Berg and, uh, and, uh, Pat Downs has reached out and a couple others that, you know, have theories about what happened. So we tore it apart and I mean, the rod bearings look phenomenal. I mean, what we're doing to it. Um, I haven't seen anything really to stand out. I have some, definitely have some valve train wear, which, uh, we're going to take into account moving forward with the way we're spinning the car. We're still flat tap it. I mean, we haven't gone roller yet. So there's, there's some room for improvement, but we're actually, uh, the current setup we have after a lot of failure, um, it, it's living. There's Potter rods are amazing. And I mean, uh, we're running ACL bearings and stuff from the V8 world, narrowed, narrowed ACL bearings, coated. 
I mean, um, it's just, it's, it's, it's coming along to where there's, there's reliability to it now. And I, I, I attribute a lot of that to the fuel system. Yeah. And I think that, uh, you know, that, that's one of the things I was thinking about, like you're getting this car and you're just banging it out at these street races and you're just getting pass after pass after this thing to where, you know, it almost seems like a few years ago, cars to get in the low eights, you know, 10 years ago was just like unbelievable, unheard of for a, a sedan pro turbo car to go into the eights, you know, or, or hit the, just break into the sevens or whatever the case is. And it's just like, now it seems that the technology is there where it's a, it's a little more realistic and accessible to be able to build something like this that you can, you know, I, I just bought a drag car and I'm getting ready to like, all right, I'm gonna take it out and start messing with it. And the easiest way to make power is turbo. Yep. <laughs> you know what I mean? And it's like, you just keep turning the dial up versus, when you're running a limited structure on everything and it's carbureted, it comes down to like precision tuning. Um, but I think, you know, looking at this setup that you got to me, it seems like that's, it's pretty impressive to be able to get that many passes out of it. Now, have you had to go through the trans yet or did you just check in? And um, it seems good. Yes. So I actually, the reason the transmission is apart right now is because I broke reverse back in the damn thing out of the trailer, dude, I guess I didn't have it engaged all the way. And, uh, with the vertigate shifter, sometimes like, I, I guess I was just in a hurry. And, uh, uh, when I went to back up, it popped out and broke reverse gear. So that's why well, the transmission's apart right now. Yeah, I'll tell you this much. I I I got to the, I used to go to the dunes quite a bit, and all my buddies yep. had Mendiolas. They they all break reverse. Every single one of them. Yeah. They say reverse gear is like glass in that thing. It, you know, it is, and that's the downside. Like we uh, we actually went and filmed a show, it, which sucks. It will not be aired. It's a it's a touchy subject for a couple of us. We actually went out to California for the Hoonigan show. This versus that. They put us against the Honda Civic. We ended up. Uh, I mean, it's on my Instagram. It's on my Facebook. We beat the hell out of that car. And, and, they, uh, told, the Volkswagen, and they told you flat out it's not going to air? Uh, they told us it's not going to air because we have the KDF uh, Volkswagen logo on the hood. Right. And uh, they, they seem to think the swastika, which is absolutely, I mean, part of my language. It's, it's, it's ridiculous, dude, because it's been on the car for four years. Um, whatever. Like, it, it, it's been there. Everybody in our industry knows what it is. It's frustrating, but it, here we are. So the funny part of this is we, we show up to that race and um, – we do our burnout and we don't have reverse. Like, so I had a buddy of mine had to run up and push me backwards, uh, to get to the starting line. So you're running the car with bro with broken reverse in the car. Basically. Yes. So what I did was, um, we were sitting there and, uh, we were back out trailer reverse broke. So I looked at everybody cause we heard it. You could hear it break. Uh, basically I call uh, my transmission guy. Rick was there with me and he was like clean reverse. So we put it in reverse, revved it up, cleaned the gear off, got it all drained out of the bottom, <laughs> got as much of the metal material out as we could, and then filled it back up with fresh fluid, and we sent it, man. We, we let it rip. So um, got it home, pulled it apart, and here we are. Now let's talk about that a little bit. So because of the notoriety the cars gained on YouTube and stuff like that, you've been invited out to a couple different things um, that, that you've been involved with. How does it go? So... For those that don't know, because like I said, you know, the, the V8, the racing world in the VW world is a small sub segment of a sub segment. You know what I mean? And guys yep. that are hardcore racers know about a lot of those channels um, that, you know, like 1320 video. And, and if you're not a drag racer, you're probably not on those channels. But there's Hoonigan has a series called uh, this versus that or versus or whatever the case is. Yes. Where they have like, you know, I'm looking at one where it's like a. a 850 pound Baja bug versus a versus a V8. Right. And so, yeah, yeah. That's like the ideal setup for anybody that's got a pretty rad street car to get invited on that show and see kind of how your quote unquote 
home built car does now was that that's the show that you guys were on was was that Hoonigan yeah versus? We, we, yep yes sir we got invited out for that and like i said they invited us out uh for an episode it's called hondas versus haters because like anybody that does know me from social media we go back and forth with the honda guys um no nobody likes them i'm not being rude i have no no i have nothing against the drivers personally it's just the cars and the whole genre that comes with it it's always been sort of like a back and forth on the street so basically those of us that talked a lot of crap on the internet and we go out to street racing a lot um they invited us out and and hoonigan's goal was to have some hondas come out and whoop us and it it just didn't work out for them well it never seems to to do that because i don't know if you remember back in the pinks days when they had the uh, pinks drag bug out there and you know they they came up and they brought uh, some guy with his uh turbo honda prelude was going to come and show these guys what was up and uh it didn't work out too well for them and it got i mean i mean like it was so ridiculous that they gave I think they gave the car a 10 car lead and on the street, yep. like on the street, it's usually heads up and somebody gets the go. Right. You know what I mean? Like, I mean, during cash day style, no uh, cash day, just heads up off a flashlight. And if you jump, you lose, you cross center, you lose um, like grudge racing. Yeah. You can like give somebody the hit. If you're gambling for money or give them the go, give them cars, face, whatever. I mean, there, there's a lot of gambling. Like, you'll never catch me in a casino, but I'm a degenerate at street racing, man. I will be betting on every race, <laughs> betting on the gap, betting on the spin. Like, it's 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 awful. And so, you get invited to this. How ridiculous! Because what's the horsepower rate on the car that they're bringing? Oh, it's, I mean, I mean, anywhere from you know a thousand to, to there, there's a guy that comes out and races with us makes. I think just shy of 4,000 horsepower since Cody Cook out of uh, Utah, mm-hmm. I believe it is. And I mean, that car is amazing. It is a, it is a tube chassis, full blown dragster capable of running like high threes and eighth mile on, on a track. And this, this man puts it on a small tire on a street, like a dusty ass road. And he just lets it hang, dude. And it's like, so we, it, it's luck of the draw to be honest with you. We are the only Volkswagen in the country doing this. We are the only four cylinder for the most part out of these races. Occasionally you'll catch somebody with a, you know, a badass Honda. You know, built K series or something like that. They come out and they they do well for an all wheel drive car. But um, I mean, as far as as far as we know, I mean, I people can correct me if I'm wrong, but uh, on the level that we're racing, we're the only ones out here with an air cooled VW. And so you come out to the Hoonigan race, and you're okay to talk about it because it's not going to air, right? Yeah, they, yeah, they, they no, yeah, we're it's not going to air. Yep. And so, what's the setup? You show up out there, and like, it, it's one of those things where it's like when the team's got to get together, when we're up against another, like when we did yeah. bull run, it was like us VW guys against the rest of the world. You know what I mean? Like that's kind of the way it goes. And so when you're so there, you make the phone calls and assemble the team of like, Hey guys, we got our chance to be on TV. We're going to go kind of go well, show, so <laughs> show these dudes what's up. So, exactly. This is why it was so frustrating for us because uh, I have two friends of mine that, that pretty much do everything with me. Uh, Justin Sabley, he's out of Tucson. He's a fabricator. He's helped me a lot with the car. And then um, I had uh, uh, Jacob Carlson. He's got new gen performance and customs. If you look at the, the header on my car, the the intake system, the charge pipes, everything, that's Jacob's shop's fabrication. That's not mine. Uh, that dude is – him and Jerry Eckert are phenomenal. They're the ones that built all – they're responsible for essentially the hot and cold side of my turbo setup. Mm-hmm. Um, so basically, Jacob and uh, Justin take time off work. It, they, so they call me on a Wednesday, and uh, the producer, and they're like, hey, are you interested in doing the show? And uh, I sent them photos of the car, front, back, inside, out, every corner. I gave them all the description of what it was. They ran it through. They're like, absolutely, we have a race for you. Or are you coming? I said, yeah, I'm in. So that was on a Thursday or Friday. Thursday night, I got the approval, like, hey, you're in. Uh, be here Tuesday morning at you know, 6 a.m. So 
we leave work. Uh, we leave work Monday night. We get in the truck. We drive out to Santa Margarita, and uh, I mean, it's like a 12-hour drive. We unload. They were going to put us against an all-wheel drive shittage. So, like I said, it was Hondas versus haters. So, basically, they pulled the fastest Hondas from across the country. If you guys watch the episode, there was some badass Hondas there, dude. And there's, like, world record-holding Hondas. Like, there's one out of the, the Pacific, uh, what is it, Northeast, uh, Miles Kerr. His car is amazing. A guy from Southern California, they call Driver B. He's got, like, a... 1500 horsepower all-wheel drive Civic, and then the guy I raced was like a 800,000 horsepower front-wheel drive Civic. So, like I said, there was there was some very impressive cars there. But the the idea was they were supposed to basically come out and shut us up. So uh, there was three of us from from Arizona, two guys out of Phoenix, or sorry, one guy out of Phoenix, two guys out of Tucson. There was a GTR, which is also on my Instagram. It's a really cool photo. It makes me look like I got a lot of money. There's my car and a GTR and a stacker. <laughs> um so so basically we cruised out there and and um and it was a good time i can't speak for the other episodes because those guys you know they they haven't aired yet and they did their thing but as far as us i mean we won our race the first time we put probably five cars on the guy and uh when they came back for their little negotiation they said hey like we want to negotiate and i i pretty much asked them i was like what do you want and they said we want four cars i said as long as i start on the starting line i'm good with it so they said yeah they moved them out four cars from the starting line and basically, it's arm drop. So as soon as I seen the dude's hands drop, I launched my car. Uh, we learned a lot on this trip, actually. So uh, the wheel was actually spinning in the tire. I don't have a beadlock. I will now, but I didn't then. So the car drove left very, very hard. Uh, I recovered, got back in it. I grabbed the scramble button. Uh, scramble button adds more boost over the top of your gate. So basically, I was putting almost 40 pounds of boost to it all the way out the back end. And we had five cars on them at the finish. That's correct. And, and it, this quarter, eighth. This is this was we were racing thousand foot. They wouldn't race us eighth mile because of the car being front wheel drive and the bug, which is fair to run thousand foot. So that was at a thousand foot mark. That's crazy. And yes, so, sir. And so you 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 so they're they're already almost half track. I mean, yes, they they got a quarter of the track already eaten up in distance, and you're you're asking to start further back. So well, I wanted to start on the starting line. So they wanted me to start further back. Um, when, when, when cars are racing all day, they obviously put rubber down, fresh rubber on the line, whatever. Um, it would have been a disadvantage for me to move back and let them start on the starting line because they would have had all that rubber and I would have been back on Virgin Road. And then I would have done, when I lost the car, if I would have went back four cars, it would have been a burnout on Virgin and then I would have caught the rubber and then accelerated. So by setting them out, by setting them out for give cars, them the disadvantage, but that's the whole tactic behind street racing, right? Like give exactly. yourself the advantage like that. How do you battle 700 horsepower against a thousand like that? You know what exactly. I mean? Exactly. So, so that's where we were at and we ended up winning that. So they came back all congratulations, did the interviews, shook our hands, everything. Else. Like I said, the, the people that were there, the cast are amazing. Those guys are, are kick ass they were fun to hang out with it was a really good time i guess when it went to the editors they had a like i said they had an issue with the uh kdf logo on the hood and basically called us and told us they're like hey explain what this is so i sent them an email with the whole definition of it was you know like our industry what it is and uh they basically said that it's racist and it's tied to uh, oh uh not nazism so they're like yeah we're not gonna air your episodes so i was i was frustrated to say the least not not about being on tv i mean the car has We've, we've done shows to me that were more valuable uh, as far as what we're doing and, and people that actually, I don't want to say I didn't care about it because it was a cool experience, but like as far as going to races that matter to me, we, we already have our name out there. Hoonigans was a cool experience, but it was frustrating to put in the effort, the money, the time off work, plus the people that came to help me just to be told no. You know what I mean? Right. 
Yeah, so it's just like, uh, it, it's frustrating because they had photos of the car from every angle. Um, we had literally just repainted the car uh, three days before this. Like I said, Levi, we were at Pandragers, him and uh, Austin. They basically said, bring your shit up here. We're going to make it look good before you go. So like I said, we, we we put a lot of effort to make it there. So that's why I said it just left a bad taste in my mouth is all. Yeah, I mean, when you, when you go out of your way like that and then you have just a ton of guys that are just leaving their job, putting that time and effort, energy into helping you be there just to be part of, just to help the brand, our brand. And it's not VW corporate. It's VW. It's the it's the VW hobby, you know, like like us guys in the in the street world of building, whether it's show cars, drag cars, street cars, whatever. It's like, it's like for us, we're doing it, you know, every time that was the funny part is when, when I went, you know, when, when my brother and I did the TV show bull run, you know, the only thing we talked about is I said, dude, we just can't be episode one guys. Like we got to make it past episode one. We got to at least fight this thing out or do something because we're representing like the, all the people, you know what I mean? And we can't go out on like a cheese oil line or something like that. So it's funny, but some people don't think about it, but there's a lot of pressure on that. You know what I mean? Cause you're just like, okay, I'm going to go out here and then everybody's going to have something to say if I botch this, you know? Exactly. Exactly. So th- there's an extra layer of pressure out there. Cause you know, trust me, I've been there and it's, and it's a different thing because at first you're thinking like, yeah, I get to go rep me. And then you realize you get out there, you're like, I'm repping everybody, man. And I got to do these guys proud. And so I can only imagine the disappointment after you go out there, you clean this dude's clock in the car. Cause I, I saw the video and it's just, it's unbelievable. And then just to get like, yeah, we're not, we're not, we're not going to air it because of personal feelings that we have about something. And so, which shows that it's maybe not about the show. You know what I mean? Cause I that's, agree. that's what makes a good show. So yeah, I can, uh, there's always interesting things that happen in TV land. You know, so, yep. um, but you've also, is there another show that you run as well besides, uh, um, we just did versus? the street outlaws. Yeah. We just did street outlaws, no prep kings. So basically, uh, uh, Asian. So funny story. Everybody knows him from the VW from street outlaws. Uh, we've, we've been messaging back and forth for, you know, uh, about a year, about the last two and a half, three years I've been messaging him on Instagram. Like let's set up a race. I'll drive to Oklahoma. Like, let's do this. You're street racing. And it, we just never, ended, it never ended up making it happen because that dude is spread so thin. It's ridiculous. But, um, so we ended up talking. He's like, Hey, we're coming to Tucson, no prep Kings. I was like, can you get me in? He said, absolutely. So they got me in for the no prep deal for the small tire. And, um, that's, that was our first engine failure with a new setup. So we actually ended up, uh, losing the cam bolts. We actually sheared the cam bolts mm. off, uh, in a pass. No, believe it or not, no damage to the engine. Uh, obviously replacing a cam, replacing, uh, uh, cam gears and whatnot, but no significant hard part rotating assembly damage, which is, we're lucky for that. But the car did well. They have a couple cool videos of testing and doing wheelies and whatnot. And, uh, it was just all out, all out a good time. Um, no bad experiences there whatsoever. And I told them about the situation that happened with him again and they started laughing and they're like, Oh no, they're like, we're not going to edit anything. Like we know the history. We looked your stuff up before you even came. So it was just kind of nice to have people that actually do what they say they're going to do. You know what I mean? Yeah, and that shows to still to air that one there. Yeah, that that one will probably so that what it is is called the like uh, local uh, local eight. So what they do is uh this this season of no prep kings uh, every state they got to they've picked eight local drivers and those drivers are racing for ten thousand dollars. So basically, it's going to be like the fast eight eight uh, eight fastest guys on a small tire in the state run against each other. So basically, that uh, from what I understand, it should air December or January. 
Nice. Well, that's, that's rad, man. So I, I mean, I'm looking forward to seeing that thing out there now. I just went to some of the, uh, you know, the fast four cartel events and there's one more coming up, I think this year. Um, where are you going to, what VW events will you be racing at? Are there any um, you'll be able to catch this year? So I'm going to try my best. Uh, my deal is, like I said, I live in Arizona. We don't have anything near us and all the fast four stuff that I would love to get to is super North California, Oregon, Washington area. So minimum, it's like a 15 hour drive for me. So I have to plan it like a vacation time off work and everything else. Actually, um, I'm, if you and I were talking, if you end up going, I might take you up on that and, uh, throw my stuff in the trailer and we go up there together and do some racing. Yeah. Listen, man, I'm, th- I'm th- <laughs> I mean, Redding's a haul, but you know what? It's one of those deals where it's like, I've got a 40 foot enclosed man and I got room for my drag bug in your car, man. And I'll do the driving. I mean, I just think it would be, it would be an epic thing. There's a couple things happening that very next weekend after my event. And that's the weekend after my one crazy weekend here in Las Vegas. But um, I, I'm seriously talking about it. Now that we're on the phone yammering about it, I'm, I mean, I may just look at like what we need, what we need to do to make this happen. Really. It's just, me saying yes and you coordinating the time off and you get up here to Vegas, you get yeah, up here to Vegas on a, Wednesday and then Thursday all day, we're going to drive up to Redding, California. Cause that's probably from here. That's gotta be a 10 hour drive from here to Redding, I think. So. Yeah. So for, for me to you, it's seven hours. We make that trip quite a bit for the street racing stuff. So, I mean, I, I can make that trip in an afternoon. Yeah. So we, uh, listen, I'm going to put some thought into it. I'll have an answer. I'll have an answer for you for sure by next week. And, uh, I'd love to do it because I've already did a test run in my trailer and we, we made it to Sacramento and back and I only replaced two tires and then three more tires. So now I got all new tires in the trailer. So we're, we're good to go. I mean, Hey, you let me know. I'll be there. Yeah, no, I think, well, I think it would be rad just to bring, just to, just to, to, to help bring it to the game, man, just because it's like everything's so far and there's so much involved and I just think it would make an, an epic trip. You know, you out there at the fast four cartel doing what you do. And then me out there for the first time, just trying to figure out what I'm doing. But, uh, yeah, I, I, listen, I'm serious about it, man. I think, I think we can make that happen. So let me just talk to, uh, talk to the powers that be AKA the wife and, uh, <laughs> get the, cl- get the clearance from her. And, um, I think, uh, I think we can put it together, man. I think it's definitely something that's doable and I'd love to just, uh, you know, going to that event that I did up there in Northern California, man, those guys really, it's a, it's a real cool vibe at that event. Like just, everybody's just so chill. And like I said, just like you are right now, nobody's got secrets. Everybody's willing to share whatever they got. They just want to see fast VWs, man. So, um, yeah, I'm all about it, man. We may, we may hammer this thing out, you know, so Absolutely. the more I think about it, the more I'm like, look, there's nothing stopping me other than, um, the, la- <laughs> the lady inside my house. And she's super cool. <laughs> she, she lets me, uh, she lets me uh, do what I do quite a bit. So there, there yeah. you go. Yeah, we. I, I listen, man. We'll, we'll for sure. We'll put a pin in this thing, man. And I, I'm gonna get. I'm gonna get you an answer by this weekend about uh, if I'm able to do that because I think that would be something epic to do, uh, especially on a social media follow and just kind of get out there the, the whole experience and and just bringing everything together out there. I think that'd be a good time. So uh, absolutely, I, I'm looking for a reason to get the car out there and and out here. I don't have like a. I don't go to a test and tune and, and, and stuff like that. I haven't been any of that out here. All I've done is just done some test hits on the streets, <laughs> on the streets in my well, neighborhood. That's, that's what I was about to say. We got a couple spots out there in, in Vegas. Next time I come up, you're welcome to bring the car out. Yeah, for sure, man. Well, you know, that's the other thing I, you know, I, I'm a contractor by trade is what I do. And I was just doing a job, uh, in a neighborhood across the street from the guy that relocated. I don't know if the guy's from Memphis or from Florida or where he's from, but one of the, 
one of the street guys, street outlaw guys now lives out here. And I had heard, you know, that they were doing some of that stuff. Now you've come out here for some stuff that's happened like that out here. Or is it different stuff? Um, yeah. So we've done a few of the things out there. Uh, basically, um, there's some very well-known street racing spots in Vegas. Um, and they're pretty close to about 15 minutes past your guys' drag strip. But I mean, we go up there, I would say it's been two months since I've been in Vegas, but I mean, there's always a good time. The people up there are solid for the street racing community. And I know like the street outlaws guys, they have their own deal going on on a private road and whatnot. But, um, our stuff that we do is actual like on the street, you know, they do the, the prep burnouts, they prep 60 feet out, whatever, whatever the case may be, cash day style. Like I said, next time I'm coming up, I'll give you a heads up a couple of days ahead of time and it'll definitely be something for you to come check out. And this is like a cash days thing or what is it? Yeah. Yeah. That's exactly what it is. I, I was saying you could bring your car out and make a couple hits on the road. Like you're safe to do that. But, uh, as far as, the, as far as the race, yeah, it's like, uh, basically it's a 250 to $500 pot, depending on who's putting the race on. There's a couple guys really solid. I guess you would call them promoters. Um, just like you have for the, you know, VW, like Jeff and them for fast four cartel, sure. but basically it's for street racing and they put together, you know, who they think are the fastest guys in the area on a small tire. So what we consider small tires, 28, 10, five and smaller. So, uh, basically <laughs> like, like on, like on my car, I run a 28, nine Hoosier. That's been, I've had the best luck with that tire. It's called the do six, uh, compound. And, um, it's, it's been phenomenal. I, I don't think I'll ever change from that tire. Um, uh, I'd like to go back to a 26, uh, one day, but I just gotta, right now it's working too well to change it. And now you're running, uh, look at your car. You run, are you running swing axle or IRS? Oh, uh, I'm still swing. I'm still swing axle. Yes. It's a uh, swing axle setup. So we actually just converted to the Ron Loomis ladder bar setup. I absolutely love it. Dude, Ron has been phenomenal. That dude answered my call at 1130 at night when I need help setting the car up or when we're out in the middle of nowhere and, and we're having suspension issues or questions about adjustments. That dude has given me information. I, you know, I never thought I would have as far as making the car work. We actually crashed at Texas 2K. I'm not sure if you're familiar with what that is, but it's like the, it's like the Super Bowl of street racing. So Texas 2K is a track event, but all week long, they're street events. So we got invited out for that. Um, and we, that was like a once in a lifetime thing for us to be invited with a Volkswagen to these races. Cause this right. is like I said, again, it's like Super Bowl of street racing. So they're like, Hey, we got a spot for you if you're in. So I talked to my buddy Justin and. We literally jumped in the truck on Wednesday night, same thing, and headed to, to uh, Houston, Texas. And that was one of the coolest experiences. But I ended up crashing the car um, on a road. There was uh, there was some debris that had come across. Them. A trailer had made a U-turn after they'd already walked the road, so nobody caught it. And the car broke loose pretty bad. And like I said, I'm, I'm a child when it comes down to it. I kept my foot to the floor trying to trying to save it and I ended up spinning it around backwards and putting it in a ditch. Ooh. So, uh, yeah, I bent a lot. I bent the torsion housing up pretty good, uh, bent an axle tube and this is when it was still spring plate. So that's when we came back home and pretty much put it up on jack stands, cut the back of the car out. And then Ron Loomis sent us a set of his ladder bars and, and coilovers. We talked for a bit. He got me set up on a proper shock and, and it's been phenomenal. Yeah. So, I mean, you know, I, you know, you're doing it right. I mean, you're having, you're having a great time running this thing you're pushing a ton of freaking power and uh, I'm stoked to see out there representing the VW people out there on, the, you know, because for so long the VW people only go to VW drag races and it, it, every now and again, you get some of those guys run out to the street races, but usually, you know, if, if you can get past the stigma of like, Oh no, the VW has got to give us lengths, which is kind of ridiculous. Cause you got to kind of go out through the races, like run what you brung. Right. I mean, exactly. Yep. And so, uh, I'm, I'm stoked to see you doing out there doing big things. Like I said, I, I, people were talking to me about you at the, at the fast four cartel. 
and uh, said, man, I got to get you on here. And I've been, you know, we've been friends on Facebook for a little bit. You know, we just kind of do that thing. And then I'm, I'm seeing what you're doing. And now I'm just stoked, man. I'm, I'm excited to see you out there doing these things and, and bringing our hobby out there to some of the, you know, because there's some kid watching 1320 and he's like, I was going to get a Camaro, but now I'm getting a bug. And I think that's, you know, that's where it starts. There's so many people that I've interviewed on the podcast that they were V8 guys and they got, they got stomped by a bug and that just changed them. They just turned at that point and they said, I'm going to get a Volkswagen because I like being the underdog. And there's just something to it about being, you know, the underdog and, and being able to come around some of these guys. And if you're pushing 700 horsepower be able to beat out a dude that's a thousand horse, there's no better, there's no better feeling than that, man. So, so the, the funny part is, is like when we go to these races, the first couple we went to, when we went to the out of state stuff, like uh, to Southern California or to New Mexico, whatever, uh, we got laughed at when we pulled off the trailer. Like, there's dudes straight laughing like it was a joke. And then um, when – so my car used to be, like, legit 50-50. It would either make a badass, phenomenal pass, and it would run, you know, mid to low five. I, I say low five. Like, our best pass ever was a five uh, – 533 at one or 537 at 135 mm-hmm. was our best pass ever with the car, according to Draggy. So a lot of the drag race guys will argue that. So I mean, it's within a few tenths of that, up or down, whatever, however you want to measure it. But um, that was our best pass on the street, and um, we laid that pass down. So everybody was like, "Holy crap! Like, where did this come from?" And then the next hit, we broke the transmission. So like the, the standing joke for a long time was, "It's either going to go or it's not." And there right. was a couple times where we showed up at races, and the guys were like, "They don't want to draw us first round." Because if like first round on most of the races is our advantage, the first two to three rounds, because they're, these guys once they have so much traction control and so much data with these new Holly like Terminator systems and the, the fly tech and, and whatever you want to call Haltech, where basically the, with the laser ride height sensors, wheel speed sensors and all that, after they make one hit, whether it's good or bad, they, the rest of the night is dictated by their traction control. So like the first few rounds while they're getting their stuff figured out, like we're doing the same thing, A to B, because the car hooked and it'll carry the front wheels, and we're doing well. It's just, before our our Achilles heel was the end of the night. We had a Type One transaxle. We had not so favorable gearing, and it was just like a time bomb. Like they would run us down. We'd be out on them, you know, for 330 foot, and then the last hundred foot, you know, before the 660, they come around us on the big end because they have all the power. They're hooked up. They have scramble buttons and whatnot. But we've actually been able to combat that with. Uh, using a lot of the V8 world parts. Like we're using a boost leash digital CO2 boost controller. Uh, I mean, we're, we're able to control the boost, put it in downrange by time now. So basically like I can add, you leave on 15 pounds and add, you know, another 25, 30 out the back end if I wanted to with five pounds on a, what they call a scramble button or a panic button. So if these guys get, guys get close, you just grab the button and it puts all the boost to it right now. So you, so hit, there's a, you been, hit a button to over boost the car. Oh, absolutely. Um, so like what, what we do is if, uh, if I end up coming up there, I'll, I'll show you the process in person. Basically it'll, it'll do a, a controlled ramp. So I have a handbrake, like most of the, like most of the BW guys have a handbrake that's staged their rear brakes. So when they stage, they can preload the transmission. I, on the other hand, put it to the front end of my car. So that way I can do a burnout and, and glue and prep and actually make the car spin and roll out. And then what I do is when I pull that handbrake, it stages and it puts the boost controller into a launch, uh, program. So it's on a timed scale from like one to, you know, you can do about 20 seconds if you want, but mine's like one to like six seconds is like our average in there. So basically I'll launch, you know, anywhere from 12 to 17 pounds of boost, depending on the road. And then it instantly I have like a 0.2 of a second or at 25 pounds of boost at 0.5 of a second, 20, you know, 28, 30, 32, it progressively goes up there by time. 
and then like i said the button on my shifter basically adds five pounds over whatever we're at so like if uh if, if i get a good pass it hooks we're doing well and the guy starts coming to mixed bands grab that button and it's another additional horsepower out the back end nice yes that's, sir that's rad man i mean listen i'm i'm i'm, I'm pumped man <laughs> i'm like i gotta go i had to go out and fire up the drag bug i gotta go do something man because uh I'm getting excited looking at this thing because, you know, I look at it, if you can build, that's been the thing for me. Like I've always been reluctant to get in a drag race or anything like that because it's going to, all hobbies cost money, but you don't want a hobby to cost you a ton of money and for you not to be successful doing it. You know what I mean? And on top of that with sometimes drag racing, you know, if you don't have that combination, right, you're breaking thing after thing after thing. And it takes you, it takes you a while to get that combination working where you can just feel consistent. You know what I mean? Like, you know, the car is reliable, you know, it's going to make what it needs to make. Uh, you can get more out of it if you, if you want, but you can make it live with what you got and be real competitive. So it sounds to me like you kind of got your recipe down fairly good. If you've got 50 passes on that, on that motor to a teardown, I mean, it sounds like you're running fairly consistent and, uh, I just out of curiosity, why did you go with a Mendy versus a bus box? Um, because I, honestly, we grew past that. We were on a type one and, um, honestly, like I, Jeremy Owens, again, he's a, he's the East coast guy. He's pretty well known out there. And, uh, that, that guy is, I've had a lot of help from the, from the industry. I've had a lot of people lend advice. Um, you know, Hey, we can't sponsor you, but here's a deal on some parts, that type stuff. But, uh, my car seriously got fast when Jeremy jumped on board. Um, he basically, I, I was doing some things right, what we agreed on now, which the Volkswagen industry did not agree on. Like, we're a high-compression turbo motor. The gearing we run is a little different than what the, you know, the VW guys run and things like that. But Jeremy jumped on board, and he's like, what do you have? I explained him what I had. He sent me some parts. We started doing the cam and valve train, uh, you know, discussions back and forth. And then basically, uh, when I broke my transmission at that last 1320, that's called Battle on the Border, that's the one where I broke it bad, uh, broke the ring opinion, broke the case, broke the input shaft. And Jeremy's like, well, if you're ready to go, like I got, I got a Mendiola here. So we worked on a gear ratio together and basically he slapped it together. And that, and that man actually is the reason that my car is moving like it is now. So I owe a lot to him just basically on my knowledge and the, the fact that he was the first person to really step up and be like, this is what you need. Let's make this thing fast, you know? So he gave me a deal and, and, uh, and, uh, I went and got a loan and basically bought that transmission. That was my bad financial decision, and and that's what's kept us. That's what's kept us going is honestly uh, the consistency that came from that man's knowledge. I, I owe that dude a lot. Well, and that, you know, and that's really that's the VW community, man. Like like I said, when you when you're out there, especially fighting against the V8s and the Hondas and all that stuff, you're you're representing you're like you're representing us that's the pressure you have on you because <laughs> you know I'm what trying, I mean? man. it's like you you go out there and you got to try to you know you gotta you gotta represent the represent the group but you're doing a good job with it man and and, and that's what's awesome about the vw community is everybody just chips in to help out wherever they can you know to do whatever they can whether it's sharing knowledge or or doing whatever because we're all part of that that counterculture of the underdogs that want to go out there and just you know get everybody get everybody surprised that they see a fast vw that's been that vw has been fast since the 60s and moving on into today even to today's standard you know and, and with technology and people doing things out of the box and like you said high compression turbo which is like a big no-no because you make up the compression on the boost side what, what do you what's your static compression before you're boosting a little over 12 and a half to one holy crap 
And that's, yes, sir. and that's the reason, did you make that compression jump with the E98? Compression since I was running Q16. That's one thing that I did do before, again, before I started getting advice from Jeremy and a few others was I always ran high compression. I've always ran a lot of ignition timing, things like that. And everybody in the Volkswagen world, especially here in Arizona, we don't have a very big drag racing. You got, you got guys like, uh, like, uh, Jerry Spurn has done it for, you know, 25 years. He's, he's one of the older guys. Um, and then you got like Rick Stanchfield, like I said, the guy who builds my transaxles, he brushes them up. He does everything. That man's been doing it since, you know, since the birds were doing it back in the day. And, um, and basically all of them, when I told them what I was doing with my car, they were just like, well, that's different. It's, ne- it's never going to live. You know what I mean? And, and, they were right. It was very hard on parts, but that's how we, we stayed competitive with what we had. Um, it, the high compression with boost on Q16 was great. Like I, like I said, we had a lot of heat issues. Now the high compression with the, the E98 has been really great. No complaints at all. My next step for the car, we're, we're trying to develop right now with a few people, uh, a set of billet heads. Um, there's people that do it in the industry, but we're trying to do it local and, uh, couple of the guys around here will also with the help of Jeremy and the guys out on the East coast. So if we can make that happen, we're going to try to go up a little higher on compression and, and push the limits a little more. Yeah. You've got uh Rommel makes a set of billet heads and they're like five, five K for a set of heads, I think. And that may be without valves, you know, I don't have, I don't have five K kind of money. <laughs> well, you know what I, I mean? Really like don't. it's one of the, but, but in there, I think they're also like out of the Netherlands or out of Sweden or somewhere like that. And they do, it's a type four head with a type one valve port they do. And they also do a type one head, like a big monster Mondo CNC machined head. But yeah, it's, it's, it's interesting that, that VWs can be competitive when you change the rules of the game, you know, when, when, because I think that's what we do. We're so used to seeing the other guy do it that we just follow what he does. And people sometimes are concerned about getting out on their own and like pushing the limits with high compression with different timing advances with different things that don't work traditionally, but with a tweak of a fuel system or, you know, the, the fuel itself makes all the difference in the world or can, you know? So Johnny, that's rad, man. I'm super stoked. We got a chance to sit down and, and, and hammer this out about the car. Uh, I'm, I'm excited to see the car run and I'm going to get back to you this week and see if we can make this Reading trip happen, man. Cause I think that would be so rad to do that. And, uh, you know, if I'm going up there anyway, man, it's no cost extra to put your car in the trailer. <laughs> you know what I mean? So it's like, we're there, man, and we, can, and, and we can make it happen. So, uh, let me see, let me hammer out some details, man. And I'll for sure circle back with you on that. But, uh, yeah, thanks. Thanks for coming on the podcast. And if anybody wants to get a hold of you, um, let's say somebody's listening. They're like, man, I want to sponsor that guy. <laughs> Or I want to get some turbo for best way to get a hold of you is on Instagram or on uh, uh, Instagram. Yeah, Instagram's uh, sixty two Johnny sixty five, and then um, Facebook Johnny Osmondson. And I mean, hell, uh, I'll give my phone number. I don't care. Yeah, so <laughs> look, that's rad, man. I'm, I appreciate you for coming on the podcast, and uh, I'm super stoked to to chat with you. And and I'm glad that you're so willing to share so much information because there's a lot of our listeners that just love digging in and getting this information and. Uh, Man, it's rad. Keep doing what you're doing, man, and uh, we'll we'll cross paths sooner or later, and hopefully it'll be sooner than later, man. I appreciate you, man. Thank you for having me. You got it, brother. Don't forget, guys. By the way, we have a new intro. Give me some feedback. Let me know what you think. Uh, post up on my social media, on my Facebook, or on the Let's Talk Dubs group. Even DM me on Instagram. Let me know what you think of the new intro. That was made by Ryan Connect, the guy that uh, he helps me with some audio editing and he also produces, helps me produce the Prison Podcast. If you haven't heard my Prison Podcast, look it up. It's on Apple Podcasts now, finally. 
but it's also on Podbean and several sources. You can just Google search it. The name of my other podcast is Arrested in Mexico, 58 Days in a Mexican Prison. Check it out. Google search it. You'll find it. It's a, a pretty intense story about the circumstance of me being in the prison in Mexico for two months. And I break it down into an unbelievable amount of detail. So go check that out. You can also, I'll put a link to that at the bottom of the description as well. So you guys can check that podcast out as well. Two weeks left to go, guys. So make sure you're ready, ready to hang and kick it here in Vegas, man, at one crazy weekend. I got lots more podcasts coming up, more stuff from the from the Fast 4 cartel. I've been getting yelled at because apparently I said Flat 4 a bunch of times. But uh, you guys know what it is. It's Fast 4 cartel. Got some more podcasts that we did out there coming up. But I wanted to get Johnny's out because I was super jacked after recording it with him yesterday. It really got me psyched, especially about my car and all that good stuff. But come out. Let's Talk Dubs one crazy weekend. If you guys want a shout out on the podcast, make sure you go give us a five-star review on Apple Podcasts as well as pick up some merch. We'll give you a shout out on the podcast as well for the merch. There'll be merch to purchase at the one crazy weekend. Also, the new shirt logo is legit. And that's made by Steve Nazar, uh, old school artist that produced a lot of stuff with TNC Surf and the Primal Urge guy, Big Dogs, OP. He's an artist that's done a lot of stuff uh, for the past few years. So you can tell definitely by looking at the shirt, it's his drawing, his design. I gave him a little bit of direction on it, but other than that, man, that's all him. And it's a rad, rad shirt design. So there'll be exclusive shirts only for Poker Run participants, but then there'll be shirts to purchase that are a different color. So you only get the one color shirt if you've actually been in the poker run. So come and get your chance to win $2,000 in cash at Let's Talk Dubs one crazy weekend. So until next week, guys, later. You probably don't know that there's a new Volkswagen out that doesn't look like a Volkswagen. Volkswagen.